Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Rhea Ripley is a star. She looks like one, she wrestles like one, she stands out like one. Hell, maybe she smells like one, I don't know. And there's a reason that she is now the Raw Women's Champion, or at least she is as I'm saying these words. And if I were WWE, I would do everything to establish her at the top of the tree. As ever though, being under the watchful eye of world wrestling entertainment does mean every now and then there will be some eyebrow-raising moments. So I know you've got a few minutes to spare. Let's go through a few. Because I'm Simon from What Culture. Please do subscribe to the channel. And this is 10 Things WWE Wants You to Forget About Rhea Ripley. Number 10, that Robert Stone storyline. I am always up for some comedy relief. We get so much wrestling, it can't all be serious. You just want to cry. But the timing of such humor is important. I'm not really sure what happened in the summer of 2020. Either way, Robert Stone wanted to recruit Rhea after she had lost the NXT title, but she said no. Therefore, Stone and Aaliyah demanded a handicap match, which is an extreme reaction to being rejected, and Rhea whipped both their asses. Now, this was the right thing to do, but as the idea was to try and rehab Ripley after her championship run, well, it didn't really work. Nobody came out the other side any different to how they went in. Really, Triple H's promotion didn't want Rhea to be defeated by Charlotte Flair, so when the powers that be said that she must, they had to pivot. We all know this wasn't the best decision, and yeah, Ripley is going to be fine regardless. I wouldn't say this was the finest hour. Number nine, that beat the clock madness. You know that even WWE regrets this because I think it's just been dropped. Because over a course of two weeks, the returning Nikki Cross defeated both Charlotte and Ripley in beat the clock challenges. Although using the term beat is a bit much, Cross kind of basically just survived. The soon-to-be superhero promised she would use this to earn a championship match and then just didn't. And once again, this was an angle because I think somebody just needed an angle. I mean, Rhea knew her job was to get the fight over quickly and spent a lot of time just yelling at Charlotte. Do not forget this was happening when she was the champion of the world. I know it sounds silly too, but there is logic to it. Did Stone Cold Steve Austin ever get into these quandaries? The Rock? No, of course not. They were booked to be warriors, as should Ripley. I don't even think Becky Lynch would be put through this because it just undermines the person losing. And no, it's not a big deal, of course not. It's just not particularly smart either. Number eight, the live stream slur. Right, I want to make it clear that Rhea Ripley apologized for this and it felt very heartfelt to me. You shouldn't be allowed to say what she did say, so it was important she was held to task, but forgiveness for those that truly understand their mistake is important too. 
We have to grow together and ensure we stamp all that stuff out for good. But during a live stream, she did use terms that I shall not repeat here, which caused quite the shock when it circulated on Twitter. You can't say this stuff no matter what, and if you do, you need to go look at yourself in the mirror. Again, though, Ripley did own up to her mistakes, promised to do better, and hasn't done anything like this since. If it means she now gets it more than she did, then happy days. I can tell you there's still a lot of individuals who would benefit from doing the same. Number seven, her Survivor Series 2019 dominance. Only WWE could do this. Maybe WCW. But if you go back to the Raw and Smackdowns before the 2019 Survivor Series and the event itself, Rhea Ripley is just on fire. I mean, she beat Sasha Banks, she beat Charlotte Flair, she overturns a 4-on-2 disadvantage at NXT TakeOver and smashed it at the pay-per-view itself. It honestly felt like Ripley was about to become the hottest thing in the company, and rightfully so. Bizarrely, this is never mentioned on TV now, and I don't know why. I can only assume as per the title of this video, WWE would rather it wasn't part of her history, even though it really should, Rhea was awesome. I suppose it's because at the time it was all hands on deck to try and pitch NXT as a genuine threat as it moved to proper TV, but to just never follow up on it, it is so frustrating. Number six, the one big win, which ties into our next entry, because history is so important when it comes to getting people over. I mean, look at AJ Styles. He would have been fine regardless, but because WWE took off the handcuffs and allowed the commentators to mention everything he'd done in the wrestling world, even if you were just a fan that watched WWE, you understood that he was a big deal. So this should be the rule all around, and yet Rhea Ripley had a great title win over Shayna Baszler in 2019, which technically happened within WWE, and once again, nothing. It's almost like it didn't happen. And sure, NXT Raw and SmackDown are kept somewhat separate, but that shouldn't be ignored when you're trying to make a new star i mean that's the whole point the live crowd went nuts for this too so showing clips of that reaction also wouldn't hurt i just don't get it sometimes it seems too easy number five she challenged charlotte flair in 2020 let us not rewrite history. Charlotte Flair winning the 2020 Royal Rumble and deciding to go after the NXT title was cool. We'd never done it before. It was exciting, fresh, all the important things. You would have thought the way to do this too would be for the Queen to challenge Rhea Ripley, who was champion at the time, but no. Again, this would have been fine if Ripley had won, the young, courageous wrestler standing up to the veteran. But then she lost, and it kind of felt like this was all smoke and no moke. A word I made up because I wanted it to rhyme. Let's just say that Moke means kick some ass. Even then, WWE could still use this entire narrative if they wanted to. You could pitch Rhea as someone who isn't scared of anyone because look what she did a couple of years ago. I don't think we've ever revisited it. Meaning basically, here's those words again, it didn't happen. Number four, her main roster false start. This one continues on the narrative because Rhea made her big arrival at the showcase of the Immortals and she had to do so in front of no fans. That is already so difficult. But just to top it off, she lost to Charlotte. Now, I don't think this is a death nail, but it all depends what happens afterwards. And really, Ripley was defeated for the title and didn't even get a sniff of winning it back. Shouldn't that be the story? I'm going off again. But the rookie falls and then comes back to beat the veteran? Apparently not. I mean, I guess it's kind of worked because throughout the early half of 2021, these two have had their proper program, but it still feels disjointed to me and like we weren't interested in actually having Rhea feel like a genuine threat to one Charlotte Flair. Maybe nobody cares and I'm just a giant nerd. 
Number three, the build to the first Oscar match. There was a lot of questions here. Why did WWE take so long to put Rhea on Raw after she shined at the Royal Rumble? Why was she a bad guy? And why did she just walk up to Oscar and say, hey there, would you like a fight? I mean, the last one wasn't really WWE's fault, but we could have been a little bit more creative. But yes, in the wake of Lacey Evans' pregnancy and all plans going out the window, we pivoted to the Empress of Tomorrow versus the Nightmare. Their match was great too, but everything beforehand did just feel like a big conversation or pointing. That's how Ripley secured this too, took her finger and waved at the big mania sign, WWE's favorite thing. There just always seems to be this reluctance to grab a new performer by the lapels and throw them into the main roster with power and gusto. And who cares if they flop? At least we gave him a go. Number two, the confusion of the character. This kind of came to a head when we got to WrestleMania 37. It was like Vince McMahon looked at Rhea and saw a heel, but then Ripley went to the ring and got cheered because she's a badass, so was kind of lost somewhere in the middle. That's not a bad thing either, shades of grey are important in wrestling, but when you have thousands of fans wanting to support you, you've just got to go with it, and you can't do that if Vincent Kennedy McMahon has instructed you otherwise. It really showed in April 2021 and has carried on to the Thunderdome. Sometimes the producer in that tells the digital crowd to cheer, sometimes to boo, so they don't even know. It's easy to come back from this as it only ever takes a few weeks, but it does feel like the booking is being come up with week in, week out. <laughs> and that's because it is. Number one, her reaction to Tegan Knox's real injury, which was done wonderfully and done in character. It's got to be really hard to do this when in reality you're seeing a good friend fall to the floor in agony. But if we go back to the Mae Young Classic in 2018, Rhea Ripley somehow pulled it off. Let's not forget Ripley was still finding her feet here too in terms of the big leagues, but proving she had those instincts, as Tegan was very sadly helped away from the ring, Rhea looked on almost like she was disgusted with what she was seeing. What a rubbish way to be dumped out of a tournament. She also shrugged as if to say, well, never mind, because I win, and Ripley even carried this on to social media. I would have jumped all over this and turned it into a tyrant, so I'm going to keep my fingers crossed that it is in her future. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.